What's up, guys? Arbel Sim Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just no. stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic favorite Survivor Series moments for audio fans. Give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Owl Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Jess, Don't is Survivor keep Series following season. the dumb shit people you always follow. Don't follow quality. Don't do it. Why would you? Whoa. <laughs> follow Woo Wings! <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I love being lazy, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm super lazy with our topics lately, because once I stumbled across the free-form topics, uh, which I don't know what I've been doing for the past four years. I don't know! I don't know what I'm doing for the past four years, uh, but now I'm like, okay, I'm only going to write bullet point and waste my time on notes like for legacies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's way better to be lazy and do like uh, free-form shit. I enjoy it. So uh, Mm -hmm. as we release it, hopefully if it gets more views, then maybe I'm on to something. Woo-wigs! (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about where it's november so we're, let's talk about survivor series because they're gonna fucking do the show and they're gonna call it survivor series and they have war games attached to it now which is awesome but uh some of our favorite moments doesn't have to be you know from a war games they only did it for the first time last year they put the war games as and what better way to survive than in a cage it is one of my it is one of my favorite moments it's on my list it I, used you to know, be and for a long I time the, did, i bought the sweatshirt you know, yeah, you did. You did. And it did get stale for a while. And, uh, and I understand why. But it was it was people forget people think SummerSlam was like the number two. And I think maybe it's the number two most important pay-per-view. But Survivor Series was the number two pay-per-view period after after WrestleMania. They WrestleMania and then they did Survivor Series in November of 1987. So Survivor Series is the second. It's one of the big two. It goes WrestleMania and Survivor Series, not WrestleMania and SummerSlam. I repeat, not WrestleMania and SummerSlam. It is uh, WrestleMania and Survivor Series. So for a long time, it did get stale. And then before Vince got unseated, unceremoniously, I might add, uh, he tried to do like, we'll do like the SmackDown champions against the Raw champions. And then that sucked because it's what people accuse AEW of doing, which is good matches, but no storyline or substance behind them. Mm -hmm. And then, so that didn't work very well. And now triple H has attached the war games to it, but I wanted us to go around the table, talk about the survivor series that we know. Uh, So it doesn't have to be from when we were kids. It could be in the mid two thousands, the 2010 area or whatever. There's actually survive. The reason why I chose this as well is because survivor series actually has a lot of fucking moments when you really research it and you really look back. There's a lot of sh- cool shit besides The Undertaker uh, debuting that happened at Survivor oh. A lot of legendary <laughs> moments that I take someone. I probably took someone's. But uh, yeah, so we'll go around the table free form and we'll just throw just throw things out there. And uh, I'm Craigathy. I'm going to start uh. with you. Uh, what is your first uh, one of your favorite Survivor Series moments? that you? Can, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do the lowest hanging fruit as possible. And I actually didn't really realize it was a Survivor Series until doing some research. Uh-oh. But, uh, Uh-oh. The Montreal Screwjob in 1997 no, was Survivor no, Series. Yeah, I purposely didn't choose you that one. You did it. Because I knew know. somebody else would. Yes. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't feel like the same. Well, but I guess the question is, why, why is it your favorite? Because it's kind of an off-scripted set 
Is it just because sh- it shocked you? I mean, if you think yeah, it's not I think it's just one of the most memorable moments for sure out of um, well, out of any. Wasn't event. that pay per view themed gang rules? Because at the time, didn't WWE have a lot of factions? They had Los Bariquas. They had uh, mm-hmm. what was the biker one that they had? The Sons of Anarchy type thing. And uh, they had like a they had DX, they had all the stuff or whatever. So I think it was like I think the little tagline yeah. for that Survivor Series was "Gang Rules" with a like, Z. So they were, that's awesome. Rules. Yeah, with, with a Z. Well, I mean that means it's fucking like kind of cool and hip if you put a Z on the end of it. Uh, like news sites, N E W Z, fucking amazing, <laughs> um, super reputable. Um, but yeah, like I, actually, Craig, it really is not just for the Montreal screw job, but I think it was like that changing attitude of the W. <laughs> pun intended uh of the wwf like where it was going towards like anything could happen you know wcw kind of ruled the roost for 96 and 97 and that with nwo and then vince finally got onto the whole thing and then doing that that also introduced kind of the mcmahon character the vince mcmahon character after that like you know that's when he finally did the red scoot brett like shortly after that and everything and like it it did it changed everything i think at that point You're kidding me. Marcus, are you going to beat Bret Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is. Are you kidding me? You know, you know, I'm a big. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of the time frame of the ruthless aggression era, and this is certainly part of it. And it's also ah. a big part of the Heyman era when Heyman was running SmackDown. So when when Heyman turned on Lesnar in 2002, that was like a big moment, and that was Lesnar finally losing for one, uh, and you know obviously losing the title to Big Show. I think for several reasons it, it kind of it humanizes um, Brock, puts him on a whole nother level. Finally gets turned on, and <clears throat> this is, in my opinion, the best version of Paul White, Big Show, Giant, whatever you want to call him, that we ever saw. When he was in this version of the Big Show, and <clears throat> I remember triple threats here with Brock and Big Show and Angle and all sorts of craziness going on, where SmackDown was running the roost. Nobody wants to admit it, but it was the better brand for years when this was going on. Um, SmackDown was really the 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 key of everything um at this time because of Heyman and this churn because at this point like what do you do with Lesnar? How do you how do you make him lose? How do you humanize him? And this was the moment him being double crossed by Paul um for another Paul uh was was it. I thought it was a great moment and I, I think it set off a lot of things for twenty one years ago. So they've been together twenty one years. Isn't that amazing? Or Brock's been that's that's like crazy involved somehow in Paul Heyman, yeah. So and, I'm going to uh, piggyback off that, Dave. Well, actually, and, but uh, I just want to add to that. Oh, go oh ahead, sorry. Go. Are you talking about the yeah. same? You're about to say the same. No, no, go ahead. Same go year. Ahead. I just want to say I picked that one as one of mine, but because it was the very the debut of the Elimination Chamber in that year and the very first time they that did was that O2, match. Wasn't and it? that was the main Ooh. event. So do you want to say that as your second choice? Because I did choose that uh, Elimination Chamber. I'm so sorry. And, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it, it's a memorable moment for a reason. So just let yeah. that be your second one. That's fine. No, um, I, I no, I haven't. I have another one, but I just, I just, I, that was awesome. That it, for two different reasons that it. was chosen, but like well, to debut. Plug, plug it in, Jess. You got, you got, you're going next anyway, right? Uh, yeah. So, well, I, uh, I'm going to piggyback off Dave, and I have 
Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg from Survivor Series 2016. Oh, wow. and uh, when they brought Goldberg back, everybody rolled their eyes because listen. I know what they were trying to do with Goldberg or whatever. Like Vince is, he makes attractions, you know, when they get older and they're attractions and they only mm -hmm. wrestle X amount of times a year. But we're like, oh, like Goldberg, in our opinion, is not the same ilk as like bringing back a Lesnar or bringing back, uh, uh, who else can we say? Like he brought back, uh, like Edge or anything like that. Like, cause they can't, Goldberg can't work. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just, uh, he can't. And so, um, or, you know, bringing Orton back when Orton comes back or whatever. It's not the same. It's not the same. But they made this match five minutes. It was explosive. People died. And yeah. like, it was just a fucking it, out of nowhere. Goldberg spears him right when the bell rang. And then Michael Cole just did such an amazing job of being like, we've never seen this. No one's ever hit Lesnar this early. Usually it's Lesnar that bull rushes the other person, but Goldberg beat him to it, hits him with a second spear and then um, gives him the, uh, uh, um, uh, God damn it, Jackhammer, and pins him, and the match was less than five minutes. Jackhammer! Look at the Jackhammer! Goldberg, look at the Jackhammer! And that was the main event of Survivor Series. And everybody started talking. It was the best way. It was the way WCW used to book Goldberg. I will never forget it. Like, and it was all, even the hardest wrestling critics, like Brian Alvarez, was like, that shit was awesome. They're like, yeah. it was three minutes. There was, was no other way you could have awesome. done it. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they, they rematched later. I don't know if it was at WrestleMania that year or whatever. And that match was also six minutes, but they fucking, they speared each other th through the guardrail on the outside. They broke tables. They, again, people died. Things blew up. Like, <laughs> and again, even the hardest wrestling critic was like, that shit was awesome. Like that was fucking, that's what you want. When you see Goldberg, it's like, I don't want to see more than five minutes of him. Like when I see his entrance, I want to see that. And then when he gets in the ring, I don't want to see a 10 minute, 15, 20 minute Goldberg match. It can't happen. Are we on round two now? Yeah. Totally I will two. I will start round two. And I'm gonna say Shawn Michaels versus Sid Vicious from Survivor Series 1996. Oh dear. Um the reason why that was so different is the Shawn championship run, the boyhood dream, like all that wasn't working. Because again, this is late 1996. The NWO had already been a thing for a couple months, and the wrestling audience was turning more towards realism. And not only is this the night where Brett took on Stone Cold for the first time and had a great match and kind of put Stone Cold on the map, but watching that crowd, the Madison Square Garden crowd, boo Shawn Michaels. And oh, Vince wow. always used Madison Square Garden as a barometer. And when Sid came down, people cheered the shit out of him and he was a heel. And I remember him grabbing the camera and hitting Jose Lothario with it and then hitting Michaels with it and powerbombing him and pinning him clean. And like we were in my living room going, holy shit. Like we hadn't seen that since Vader beat Stinkling in 92. A heel just fucking full on. Like I know he used a camera to do it, but it did to us. We were so getting so used to violence and different things in 96, 97 that that wasn't cheating to us. The fact that he like pinned Shawn Michaels clean when Shawn was the boyhood dream guy. Like it was amazing to me. And I'll never forget that moment because it was like. The wrestling fans trying to tell Vince, like, hey, catch up. 
Like you need to catch up that this other channel and the other channel beat the shit out of him for an extra year, by the way, but it really yeah. kickstarted uh, Austin. It showed Vince that Vince, I mean, that puts Sid on the map as far as like, when we talk about legends, I know titles are given to other people, but like Vince was like, we got to put it on Sid. For some reason, Vince thought that and he knew it going into Survivor Series, not knowing Michaels was going to get booed out of the arena. I'll, I'll never forget too, where Michaels went up on the top rope to drop his signature elbow on Sid and he looked out to the crowd and most of them are booing and he looked at them and he's like, fuck you. Like, you know, and it was like this raw, like, holy shit, like this baby face is talking back to the crowd and mm -hmm. he's doing what anybody would do, right? If you were, even if you're a baby face, if someone's booing you, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, and he was, was that was the just, plan or was he just kind of thrown by it? I think he was just thrown by it. I think like he got up on the rope and like he looked at the crowd and you hear the girls like the high pitch scream, but you hear boom, like from everybody else. And he's like, fuck, like he was just fuck off. Like, you know, like, and he just, he had enough because all match they were booing him. And every time Sid did anything, they'd explode. And it was just like this amazing kind of organic thing that you saw before organic <clears throat> became a thing with Daniel Bryan and all that stuff or whatever. Sure. It was like this organic, like we were trying to tell Vince, like you need to straighten your shit up. You need to get more edgy. You need to get cooler. And it took them almost a year to figure it out, but like they finally did. So my offering is Sean versus Sid, uh, the main event of uh, Survivor Series 1996. Sid. Sid. S-I-D, suddenly I'm dominant. You probably thought that when he's about 12 years old. He was over six feet tall when he's 12 years old. He has been a dominating force here in the World Wrestling Federation for some time, and now his moment has arrived. Awesome. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's, 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 um, it, it, I don't want to say it's, it's not that kind of a shift, I don't think. It's, it's a little bit different. And this is when they're well on their way um, to the upper echelon. It's... The Rock actually wins his first title at Survivor Series in 1998. Um, I'm so glad you said that because I purposely didn't pick that one, but I'm glad you said that. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting because he he turns his back on the people to become the first like that corporate champion, and he totally they screw mankind out of the title and the whole, the whole bit. It's an excellent story, and you knew the Rock was destined for it once he chose. This uh, can I interrupt you for a second, turn. Dave? Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, just gave, you just gave Vince Russo major credit because it was all Vince Russo's idea. All this was. Hey, what, the entire deadly you know. game, the tournament and everything? Yep. And turning the hey. rock and doing the swerve. It was the first swerve, bro, that we'd ever really seen, like uh, on a big storyline level. I mean, we've seen right twice swerve. a day, man. You know what you can do? Yeah. Bro. I, fair enough. I agree with that statement, too. Clock, I mean, man. coming off the Montreal screw job in 97, they needed something. And this it was the first Survivor Series without a Survivor Series 4 on 4, 5 on 5, too. And the first one yeah. without Bret Hart.
What's uh, Craig's on the next one, right? Well, mine yes. was. Um... Uh-oh. Mine was 98, so... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, bud. I'm going to go with 2012 <laughs> okay. for two things and the debut of The Shield. Oh? Uh, coming in and beating some um, <clears throat> some stuff down. Shut and up. The Shield debuted 11 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Wow. Wow. Um... I thought that was a memorable one. And then I think CM Punk was in the final of that one. Mm. Where is it? Yeah, Punk versus John Cena versus Ryback in a triple threat was the main event. Oh, my. Yikes. But the debut of the Shield is something to. Uh... <clears throat> well, that's what they destroyed, right? That like that they didn't. They, they interrupted that main event and just... well, they did. And they came out. OK, I didn't know it was Survivor Series. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I had no idea. The Undertaker's not the only one that debuted at Survivor Series. Fucking and the old Rocky Maivia did it in '96. <clears throat> yeah, debut yes. apparently Survivor yeah. Series. That's a good. It's a good safe spot to do it when you think about it. You're not putting them in the big four, you know. Oh no, that was a big four. I'm sorry at the time. That's a, yeah. well. I will uh, go with another uh, debut, and this is going to be uh, Team Cena against Team Authority in 2014. Not only is it to this day still heralded as one of the greatest uh, Survivor Series classic elimination matches, but uh, the end saw Sting debut oh. for the WWE, and he came out and he did his finisher on Triple H, and that set up the WrestleMania 31, where we all know Sting won, and Triple H would never, never play politics. Um, but uh, yes, this match was amazing. Anyway, it was probably I still think to this day it's probably one of the best like classic four on four or five on five. Survivor Series matches I've ever seen, and uh, Dolph Ziggler mm. ends up winning uh, at the end. Castine came out, and what uh, year was that, Jess? You said it was 2014. Wow! Right, on. the debut of Stingus. Hey guys, here's the cover. No, 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 no! Wow! I'll, um, did we uh, know? Did, did, like, we heard was were we spoiled on that? I don't remember back then whether we a little bit. Or... I think a little bit because he had already done the video game. He would already months before he already did. The, okay. He was on the cover, I think, of one of the WWE 2K mm. things, and his playable character became a thing. And uh, because he took on Triple H, WrestleMania 31 <laughs> was 2015. So yeah, that set up their uh, Sting versus Triple H match at WrestleMania 31. Okay, WrestleMania 30 was 2014. I'm I'm gonna go total um, childhood nostalgia on this one for you, and I, I you probably you have to know where I'm going, and I still remember I remember it all the time when Hogan and Warrior won the final fight of survival, and oh it the was, final match as, of survival in ninety. It was as a kid, dude. Like you knew it was good guys versus bad guys, and when you felt that as a kid, you're like, yeah, they're the bad guys, and the bad guys need to lose, and. And when they when they won that match and beat all, it was like it was like it was like three on six at one point, and Tito was out right away. And um, we always remember that too for Tito actually being there with him. He's like, yeah. hi, like right like, in the middle. And he, and he was, like, and he was gone. In, yeah, but but, but we always view that as like Vince was like saying thank you because Tito had been a big part 
a long time with that yeah, company, that, you know? And that, that part of it kind of gets me later. It kind of gets me in the feels because we didn't know that back then. We know it now. But when I was a kid, Warrior and Hogan were it, man. And it was watching those guys collide later and watching them work together here. And, I mean, they were at the top of the wrestling world. And to watch them just beat everybody one by one, and the crowd just gets higher and higher and higher. And then it's like that echelon at the end. And, you know, they're all posing at the end, having a good time. And it was... I don't know, man. As a kid, that was kind of that was kind of the that was kind of the bee's knees, man. That was it. Um, just watching those guys do it. I remember yeah, my mom and dad. Cool. That was my first. Uh, that was my first Survivor Series I ever got on pay per view. Was nineteen ninety. My first, my not, first man? ever pay per view I got was WrestleMania six, which was earlier that year. And then I ended up getting SummerSlam, and then I get I got Survivor Series ninety. So that Survivor Series ninety, and I remember it was the. It might have still been the day of Thanksgiving. I think it was still on Thanksgiving that night. Because I remember and, just and watching it by myself because nobody, none many, of my friends had come over because they're all. How many pay-per-views would you be able to watch, Jess, and see where you could see Hogan wrestle twice? And if there's a warrior, Tito, um, I can't remember. Was it the entire perfect team? I can't remember which team it was. That, that, it was the entire team of the Visionaries. It was, that's uh, what it was, the, the Warlord, The Warlord, Power and Glory, and Rick the Model. And then DiBiase survived his match. So DiBiase came over, and it was that team and DiBiase against Hogan, Warrior, and Tito. Yeah. And I just remember, I remember Tito pinned the barbarian or the sorry, the warlord in like two seconds because Hogan yes. hates the warlord and every time. <laughs> and then Tito uh, was gone right after that. Yeah. And someone like, said oh. something to Hogan like, "You always beat the warlord." He's like, "Fine, it's like Tito's gonna go over." And they're like, I should have said, <laughs> like, said anything. Should have said anything. Should have said anything. Well, then I will. Uh, Craig, do you want to? Do you have another offering? No, that was mine. I. Uh, I will end it then because uh, I think we're at a good time too, and we've just yeah. kind of. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say the very first uh, Survivor Series ever. Yeah. The whole pay-per-view. Um, I'm not saying it was so amazing if you go back and watch it, but I remember that spectacle and the way the crowd was and the first time you ever saw a five-on-five tag team Survivor Series match where they had an obnoxious amount of people on the fucking apron and you couldn't see in the ring. Like right. It was just amazing to me to yeah. see that for the first time. They did a women's one as well. And that Hogan main event, uh, Hogan's team against Andre's team, was that crowd was fucking on fire. Yeah. And I remember Hogan getting a massive pop, but Bigelow was over as shit in that main event. Like people was. were cheering Bigelow so fucking loud, dude. And like even everybody was when Orndorff would tag in, every time anybody would tag in, even Ken Patera, the place would pop massive. Like this was at the height of pro wrestling in 1987 and the height of WWF. It was after Hogan slammed Andre. Like it was and every time Andre, Andre purposely stayed out on purpose and wouldn't touch Hogan. And like all you were just building the whole time. And like Bundy was involved. The one man gang was involved. Rude, a really young Rick Rude, natural Butch Reed. Like all of it was so fucking cool. The very first, yeah. huge. the entire show to me, like if you want to go back and watch how something starts and why they stuck with it for so long, there was something there. Like it was cool i think the opening match was a uh, um randy savage's team against honky's team 
So that was awesome as well. And yeah. like, yeah, it was just really, really fucking the first show was really awesome. If you want to go back in a time capsule and look at your childhood, if you grew up in the 80s, Survivor Series 87 is like there was that some, crowd was yeah. fucking loud. Like, and, too. And, like and it was that was the epitome of taking every top talent from the territories and just meshing them all together in one paper. It was it really Vince was just like, and by the way, the first Survivor Series was was brought up to combat with Starcade. Yes, because uh Starcade was in November originally. It was a Thanksgiving tradition as well. And the Vince is like, not so much. Uh, and so <laughs> Vince put Survivor Series up against it and told all the pay-per-view providers, if you fucking go run the NWA, you won't get me anymore. You won't get WrestleMania right. 4. You won't get any of that stuff. So they're like, oh shit, we want WWF because they were doing big business. And that fucked Starcade 100%. up. It really fucked Crockett up. It was it was one of the beginning downfalls of Crockett and why Crockett sold to Turner. That's a totally Vince different story. Just, Vince just crushed everybody, man. Yeah. Days is brutal. Killed the territories. So that's that's my offering is the entire first uh, yeah. 87 Survivor Series. And I didn't know, I the, the I didn't know that it was, it was kind of the first two years were in the same place in Richfield and like I think. Yes. And on Thanksgiving night, I think the first yeah. four years was on Thanksgiving night. And I want to say the very first ever the very first ever Survivor Series that was like the day before Thanksgiving and not on Thanksgiving was either 93 or 94. I know 94 for sure was the day before Thanksgiving because Craig, you came back from college and I, I remember Derek was there and all that stuff. And that was the day before Thanksgiving. But I can't remember if 93 was on Thanksgiving or not. I can't remember. But somewhere around that, they changed it from Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like the Saturday of or, or sorry, Sunday. Of. Yeah. And then they and then they would go. Yeah. To the to the following Sunday or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like it. <clears throat> For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google. I'm oh, sorry, no Stitcher and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos Stitcher's on YouTube dead. at our wrestling channel. Went to the Stitcher on social media. Give Don't us a follow it. on Instagram at OWB2019 or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast. For no Stitcher, this is Jess Craig and Dave with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. 